Time now for another edition of the College Football News Podcast. It's Nick Shepkowski, Pete Futek with you. As we are all football season long, we spend lots of the summer together, at least this summer specifically, as well when Pete's not at least uh, walking around the great, great continent that is Europe. Time to talk some ACC football, though. It starts at the top with Clemson, your defending national champion. There's a huge gap in between. Then your traditional programs, the Miamis, the Florida States of the world, come a-calling, Virginia, Virginia Tech. They sort of come calling they come you know trying to be interesting and then there's probably another gap after that we start though with with the clemson tigers there's no other way to start with this conference devil's gone devil devil's feeling it now is he starting to be dislikable because he's been Ah. about as likable as winning because he is Is he's he's legitimately like a likable guy you go to one of his press conferences or you watch one of his press conferences and you're like he's different than 98 he's good one-on-one too he's a good dude like one-on-one so yes he's a very good guy but you know what all right he's the two he's won two national championships now it's time to like all right let's let's that chest out a little bit there yeah and his uh, insistency on something that i'm sure we'll talk about here in just a couple of minutes over the last few days um that was bothersome in multiple ways as well we'll start though with just the kind of look that Dabo and Clemson got away with, oh, they played an Alabama team that was all beat up by the end of last year. They were, because the SEC's physicality took a toll on them, it wasn't really as true as the the, the score showed at the end of the game. In it's the like they're questioning the legitimacy. It's like, no, Russia did not help you win the, the college football playoff <laughs> national championship. You won it. It's, it's, it's almost like they're not quite feeling, they're not quite sure how to handle the success of being that amazing. Is and it? They want even more credit for what they're getting. Is it me or is this Dabo's way of trying to play the undercard under underguard uh, uh, underdog under card? Dog card. My goodness, easy for me to say. Is that what he's trying to do? Well, here? he did that at the end of last year. If you remember once he got in the college football, well, we're just this little old program little old here. I, I will show up and hope somebody will you know, hopefully watch us play and hopefully. Like, is that what he's angling us. for though? No, honestly, I think it's more that the storyline with the national championship is what the heck happened to Alabama, not gosh, look how great Clemson was. And it's a combination of both. But the problem is when Alabama has been historically amazing, as long as it has been this amazing under Nick Saban, and you have this just epic collapse by a team that was in the midst of arguably one of the greatest seasons in the history of college football, yeah, you kind of have to say something went wrong there. Now, here's the, the hard part about this, and I'm getting hit by this from all sides in the social media world. There's nuance here. It can be two things. Clemson could be awesome, and it certainly was. That was a team on a mission. That's one of the greatest front fours of all time. They got a number one draft pick in Trevor Lawrence. They are loaded, loaded, loaded. They earned that national championship, no question about it. And Alabama also didn't show up. So it can be it can be both things at once. It doesn't delegitimize anything Clemson did, but the storyline, because of the way Alabama lost and how good they were all year, you got to kind of look at that and say, what went wrong with Alabama just as much as, gosh, look how amazing Clemson was. Yeah, and I look at it, and it's, to me, you mentioned the front four there for Clemson. It was, you went into last year, oh, my God, how do you get this many guys to stay? How do you get them to avoid the draft for another year? This better be one of the top defensive line units you've ever seen in college football. 
and then it showed up and it was that. It played exactly that and way. And sometimes the, the split hair part of this is sometimes you just need that little tiny little bit of edge. Alabama and Clemson have been dead even for pretty much for the last right, four years. Right, it's come years. down, what, the and, first two title exactly. games came down to the last play. Pretty much. Clemson made it one year, they didn't make it the other. Exactly. So so you had the one year where Clemson loses, and that's like, okay, we're, we're on. And you saw it from the moment spring practice start. That was a business team. Deshaun Watson, that, that team was you was just ultra focused from the very start, and they had you know, their little hiccup, but they got through the season, win the national championship. Alabama the next year caught a massive break, but then they blow the doors off of Clemson and win the national title. And then again, the tweak comes back, so you get the front four coming back. You get the guy, you get the dude in Trevor Lawrence, and you had a Clemson team that just was laser focused once it all started to kick in, and there were no questions after that Texas A&M game and the Syracuse game the rest of the way, and they were just that good. So now coming back again, let's see if Alabama, uh-oh, now they're mad. Let's see what they do coming back to answer this. Yeah, tons to get to with this this ACC, specifically this Clemson team. I'm curious, though. It's been in the news the last few days, and I mentioned, is, is Dabo, is he starting to wear on some people, not so much locally, you win at Clemson, they're going to love you forever, but nationally, why is he just not giving Kelly Bryant a ring? Why is that a thing? Is it that hard to just... Talk? Well, Kelly Bryant won, won the Texas... I mean, Trevor Lawrence played a little bit, but he kind of was the man... He, he hit, wasn't kind of. He was the quarterback that he, won that he game. He hit Lawrence 70% of his passes. He ran for something like 54 yards at a touchdown. He, he played great against Texas A&M. And In their he, closest regular season game. And be, In above, their closest game of the year, I should say. And above and beyond that... They, he helped. He was the starting quarterback when Clemson was the number one college football playoff seed the year before. He's made Dabo Sweeney a hell of a lot of money. So I get what you're doing, saying, "Oh, you're part of the team, part of the." But he is part. He was part of the team. He was a part of the reason. You know, whether it was spring practices, whether it was allowing Trevor Lawrence to get up to speed and not have to be the guy from day one. Of course, Trevor Lawrence would have been great from day one, no matter what. Mm -hmm. But he allowed him just to ease into the job a little bit. And then the point was made. I I forgive. I can't remember who made the point on on the internet and the Twitter machine today, but uh, that. That it was up to Dabo to say uh, he did him a solid by saying I'm going to announce Trevor Lawrence as the starter after four games. So okay, Kelly Bryant, you can transfer now and not lose a year of eligibility. So this was all part baked in the cake. And then on top of that, Kelly Bryant left for a better opportunity because he's not going to start over Trevor Lawrence. He goes to Missouri where he can be coached by Derek Dooley, offensive coordinator, and increases his NFL status. So it's it's not that he quit on the team. He went and took a better opportunity just like coaches do when they go take better gigs and skip on a bowl game. Yeah, and th- that's what bothers me about it is that the kid played it entirely right the entire time. He's Dabble not getting okay paid. With... Dabo's getting ninety three mil. It just it it's a it's it's a, we're talking about something dumb, but right. it's a oh, bad look. Oh, he didn't luck. finish the year. Well, yeah, he didn't finish the year because he, then he loses eligibility and everything that comes in his future. The draft stock doesn't have a chance to go up off of not playing off of any of that. I I, I feel bad for Kelly Bryant. Okay, it's a championship ring. Is life going to go on? Yes, for our, all parties involved, life will go on. It will be just but fine. But he was a I part sure. of a national championship. But team. he was the quarterback in what was the most important regular season game. That in Syracuse. That yeah, in the Syracuse yeah. game. Yeah, the Syracuse game. But that, that was the week after he left, and that just so happened he gets uh, hurt. But um, yeah, it's it's just a bad overall look. Now, one more thing to go back to the uh, the Alabama argument for Dabo. He's saying and that again. He's like, 
well, look, Alabama, the, the idea that Alabama was beaten up. Again, you can have two sides of this, and they can both be right. Alabama was the most rusted team ever. They didn't play a second half, a meaningful second half up until the SEC championship game. Then they had a little time off before Oklahoma, and then they had a little more time off to play. So it, it's. Oh, you, and they only had to play a half against Oklahoma. Like pretty, well, Kyler they, Murray they made did, the one throw. They're like, oh, it's interesting. And then yeah, when Alabama they, do, they scored no. twice in a couple minutes. You're like, okay, well, no. that was cute while it lasted. Now, on the. Now, Tua was hurt. He was not the same Tua Tungavaiola sure. that he was before his his leg injury. So, but that's be, one. Like, that's one guy. That, but on the on the flip side of this, what I don't think Alabama was beaten up. But man, again, that was not the team that was throughout the season. I don't know why they were so burnt out. Clemson again, give Clemson credit. Clemson was ultra laser focused, and they played a whale of a game. Again, not taking a thing away from what the Tigers did. But again, that just seemed like a dead team walk-in in Santa Clara's weird game. Now, and to go on the flip side of that, if you're looking at what Alabama had to do at the end of last season, they had to deal with Ella, I know Tennessee sucked, but that's a rivalry game at Tennessee. Tennessee so sucked. Let, Tennessee sucked. But Tennessee then right sucked. after that, but that's an emotional thing that they care, that the fans in the program cares about then. Do they at this point? Yes, they, Tennessee's a big deal. Ask, bring back Ryan Fowler, he'll tell oh, you that. Oh, I, I will talk to Ryan Fowler uh, anytime but then they you go throw to, his name they go, out there. They go to LSU. They deal with Mississippi State and that defense that was one of the best in the country. The Citadel. I know it's Citadel. But that you've got to play this funky, weird you know, option offense that cut blocks and you Did don't you really, really try just for... go with the Citadel. They were on me. They were playing well for a half. But anyway, that's a okay. good it's it's the but but in your week off, you don't want to play a team that runs an option offense, but I'll get off that because I'll get laughed at. And then it's no, Auburn. I get it. like and it's... then and then it's Auburn. And then it's Georgia, and then it's Oklahoma. So if you just t- forget the Citadel, forget the t- forget Tennessee, LSU, Mississippi State, Auburn, Georgia, Oklahoma. That's a pretty good back five. Now, again, but how many not- of those games, like Auburn game, they blew them out by what thirty points again yes. this year? Like that's yes. one of them that you were resting your players a lot earlier than you usually do in an Iron yes. Bowl. So that one, it's kind of like okay, yeah, it's a tough team, but when your starters are out of the game with twenty five minutes left to play, or again, twenty minutes yeah, left, you to can play, have. And you can have two things happening at once. I'm not going to say, again, to your point, I'm not going to, I'm 100% with Dabo on this. I, I don't think Alabama lost that game a lick because they were beaten up other than Tua being hurt. But that's a brutal back half of a schedule that, you know, Clemson, look, you, you played Pitt for the ACC championship. You know, you didn't have to play those teams in the back half of the season. Not to say that Clemson couldn't have beaten all those teams, but there is a difference between playing an ACC schedule at the end of the season and, you know, playing Louisville at the end of your regular season and playing even Auburn in a rivalry game like that. Okay, that's that's fair. I'll go with it a it little bit It can be all things. It can yeah. be all things at once Combination of everything. Totally get where you're coming from. But nuance doesn't work on the... Uh, I know. It, it's the worst thing a radio host or a podcast host okay, can so be, Okay, so I'll right? be definitive here. He's on the fence. Here's, I'll be, let me go off this. What I cannot understand for the life of me is it's for not... For the life I, of me. Don't do that. It is the... Why it's like sky is blue. It's like you know the movie They Live. Put the sunglasses on. Why do people not see that the SEC is just that awesome? And why does it offend people's sensibilities on the idea and the concept that the SEC is just amazing? It just it just is. I don't know why this is a problem for so many people. I I'll pull up my little fun stats right here. The last year's SEC team SEC finished with four teams 
in both in the top eight of both polls. They had six teams in the top 12, seven in the top 16. One of them was seven in the top 15. That's half your league is in the t- final top 16 of the final polls. They made up 25% of the NFL draft. I'm going to I'll blow off the bowl games because I'm not going to make an excuse for Georgia uh, because I, you know minor bowl games don't matter anymore. But when Florida beating Michigan, okay, that's great. But Auburn, as mediocre as they were, they beat the Pac-12 champion, Washington. LSU destroys a Miami team that was supposed to be great to start the season. Even like Ole Miss beats Texas Tech early on. And just on and on and on. It's just the best conference in college football. But to suggest this, it's crazy town time for some people. And they're like, say, no, it's not. It's it's, it's the over- best. I, I don't. Do that many people question it being the best or how much better than the rest it is? I, I'm surprised. Because I tend to think that like most people agree that, yeah, who's the best conference in college I'm football? I'm not going to call him out by name because he's a friend of mine in the business, but there was a tweet that came out today that it suggested that there was, it was a two-team league and everyone else in this conference was meh. So like my point being, like if, the, you, if you're dogging the SEC, I have, I have no love for the SEC. I would love it if... This conference, if like the Pac-12 was awesome, that would I would love it if these other conferences could rise up. But if the last year's SEC was just sort of eh, if no big whoop, what are you looking for? Like, what do you need out of a conference when you have again? Look at what Kentucky was able mm-hmm. to do last year. You know, Mizzou was even fun and dangerous for a while. It just you know Vanderbilt went off and won a bowl game. I mean. This you had Arkansas and everyone else was pretty good in this conference. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I think I wonder sometimes of the SEC. We've seen it in dominating years. Was it as dominating? Would be my question. Yes, that, two years ago. What now? To the flip side of this, it, this was the argument that I got in massive trouble for for the SEC world two years ago when Alabama caught the mega break by not winning its division or conference mm-hmm. that year. The teams it was playing, it didn't really, that year the, 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 the league was kind of down a little bit. Texas A&M was struggling a little bit. LSU was just pretty good. It just That was a year when that Alabama team didn't play a murderer's row of SEC teams, and it absolutely caught that break by getting in. Last year, though, the SEC was pretty darn nasty. Yeah, because, okay, if the SEC wasn't downright nasty last year, then which conference are you going to give me? Which one was it that was downright nasty and better than it? Give me the number. Just... Give me the number three team in any other conference. Like last right. year, give me the number. You know, give me the number. Like if you're going to make the case for the it, Big Ten, who it, was number two in the Big Ten last year? Michigan. You saw what Michigan did in its big games. Notre Dame steamrolled them. Ohio State steamrolled again, them. Again, Florida I'll, I'll ignore. Them. I'll ignore the bowl game, but you don't get rolled by that. Like like that against Florida. So like. Again, like look at the ACC. Who's your segment team? Syracuse. I mean, really? Yeah, right. I mean, that's fine. Again, mi- the Pac-12. Miami we've sat like, here and we've discussed: Is the Pac-12 are going to win a big game again? Ever. They're the never big, going to win a the big, big, big game. The Big Twelve. It's great watching Oklahoma. You can argue there's not a more fun team to and watch Texas than blew Oklahoma. Out Georgia. So give them credit for. Or not, I didn't blow them out, but they they got by yeah, Georgia. They, they started and, off hot and held on for that. But that's that's credits where credits due. Texas is also a team that lost to Maryland at the start of the year. Exactly. Oklahoma is a team that they. Yes, in all credit to Lincoln Riley, he's yet to win one of these college football playoff games. Even if one of them was an all-time classic against Georgia that they lost, he's yet to get out. I, I'm never going to dog him for what that. Oklahoma's had to do, but still, it's up and down the board but again. It's just the depth doesn't exist elsewhere like it does. Seven in the teams in the top sixteen. Give me the seventh best team in the Big Ten. Give me the seventh best team in the ACC. Yeah, any other conference. It just. It just I, I I hate being this person that I, I 
has to be Mr. SEC, but I cannot believe how many people are so anti science, anti reality here, and being like, look, this, but it's, it, by the way, the my conference is better than your conference argument is the dumbest argument, except though when it comes to ranking teams in the college football playoff, you do have to take this into account by saying if you're the college football playoff committee, you have to be able to look at this and say, yeah, this conference is just that good. And last year, again, forget what happened in the day, and say Georgia, what it was able to do to hang on against an Alabama team, which at the time was destroying everything in its path. Yeah, Georgia probably kind of technically on a four best team thing at the time sort of deserved it. You can't leave out Notre Dame. You couldn't leave out. But, yeah, Georgia was probably yeah, one of the four best teams in the country go, at the time. probably another argument for another episode of this that we could do hours upon hours on. I have no doubt about it. Yeah. It's just my, my only problem with that with the college football playoff is, okay, Alabama, you survived that. You came back against Georgia, and you hung on by the, yeah, by the, by, by the skin of your teeth. Why should they have to go then again and beat Georgia again? Yeah, that, that's my only question to it. But then you can throw it right back at me of, well, Alabama didn't win their own division a couple years yeah, ago, let alone their and conference, had, and, had and won Hurts, a national championship. And had Jalen Hurts not pulled that off, then Georgia makes the college football playoff, and Oklahoma's out because Alabama's probably your number. Three Alabama's being talked seed. about as a historic team of well, all time. So if Georgia wins that game, or losing to yeah, if Georgia playoff, wins that game, it's probably Clemson's your Clemson's definitely your one seed, uh, and probably Notre Dame's your four. I don't know if they would Sounds about right. They yeah. put, they I don't know if you would have Notre Dame jump Alabama, but... But uh, you would have had Georgia and Alabama in the, in the CFP, and uh, Oklahoma would have been out. Okay, so in a whirlwind, crazy kind of way, getting back to Clemson off of all of that, Clemson, we've mentioned the depth of the SEC versus the ACC. Last year, they played one game in conference within 20 points of an opponent. That was against Syracuse, the scare they had against Syracuse. Other than that, no one else in the ACC played them within 20 points all season long. How many times has it happened Oof. this year? The ball, oh. ACC championship game potentially included. Well, all I feel like I have to say potentially. Here, here's the, the weird thing about the ACC game. is that they only have two teams in the coaches' poll top 25, and one of them is way down, which is Syracuse. So they don't have the depth. But there's, I'm a believer that Louisville, that was an aberration. I think they're going to bounce back quickly under Scott Satterfield. So give me the true dog team in this conference. If it's if it's not Louisville, Wake Forest is pretty good. I mean, they, you know, Duke's pretty good. You know, Virginia Tech's going to be better. Virginia's going to be better. Miami and Florida State, those are the two programs that have to be better for the ACC perception to be up there. Those two programs have got to be part of your power programs. So it's a it's a good conference. There's no again, North Carolina's all right. There's not really that bad team, but there's not that number two team that's gonna say, Yeah, we're gonna beat Clemson. It's gonna have to take something historically weird or something awful like Trevor Lawrence getting hurt for Clemson to blow one of these games. Yeah, I look at it like Georgia Tech I have concerns with just because of a lot of all right. You're entirely changing a, a scheme of going from Paul Johnson's system yeah. that worked there for a better part of a decade to all right. Now you're all of a sudden going to spread things out. That was one of my favorite things of spring ball this year. The first play of their yeah. spring game where they line up in the old wing T, and then all of a sudden they exactly. split out to be exactly. in five wide and a spread offense. Like that was cool. But I think there's going to be growing pains there. I think that Duke's a team that can surprise people. I'm not buying. I'm not so high on the Mac Brown thing at North Carolina. What's old is their their experience yeah. to give them to give them a little bit. Of, like, to, we learned our lesson from yeah. Arizona State and Herm Edwards. I don't like the hire because there's a hard seal, but there's so much experience returning. 
they can be like six and sixty kind of good, but. Yeah, I, I just look at this and I don't know who's the team that's gonna give them a scare. I'll bet that somebody does at some point that you're just bound to, no matter even how much talent you have, you're just bound to have an off day. With Clemson and Alabama are in the same boat. Where when Alabama lost to like Ole Miss, it took every weird bounce against yeah. Chad Kelly, or it took an epic. You know, and I'm day saying from that Johnny, in this conference just to get Johnny a close Manziel. game against them, exactly like, to get challenged. Clemson or Clemson lost when Nathan Peterman went off, mm-hmm. and that pit team with James Conner, they almost lost to NC State. It was a missed field goal, and they survived that. Syracuse beat them once, but that Kelly Bryant had to get hurt for that kind of to happen. And last year, uh, they won by the skin of their teeth. So it is possible to hang with them on the right day, but it's gonna you can't you're you're being wacky if you're trying to predict a loss on this ACC schedule. Yeah, that, that's the way I see it as well. So you have then Clemson is safely in the college football playoff. I know they have the no, Texas A and M game. You know what? I, and I, some. I know because I'm that guy who's predicting Texas A and M just because. Um, if they lose one game and they get to the, let's say Miami turns this thing around fast. Let's see all of a sudden under Manny Diaz that the defense is still the defense and something clicks down on the offense. There might be a puncher's chance moment. I, I'm I'm blanking here. Forgive me if I'm wrong, America. But if I they had a hard time. It was at Virginia Tech in the ACC championship game a couple years ago where they they at least had to play. They, yeah, they, they blew Miami out it, like two years ago. I, I think feel, it was like that Miami that game this. that Miami team had fallen on hard times. They had a big win over Notre Dame, and then they lose yeah, it. Yeah, they, they destroyed Miami. I know that one, but it was uh, Virginia Tech sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty-two thirty-five over Virginia Tech, where they had it, but they at least had to try. Uh, and then they went on and won the national championship. Uh, North Carolina gave him a hard time a couple of years ago. That was that was pre Mitchell Trubisky. I think that was Trubisky's team. No, I think that was this is 2015. So this was yeah Trubisky because uh, he was a his rookie year was 16 with the Bears. So that would have been Trubisky's Carolina uh, squad. And then when Trubisky left, everything just, went no, to hell in Chapel No, Hill. Trubisky was the year after. Because Trubisky, I remember he came up big against Stanford in that loss. It was 2016. Oh yeah, you're and right. I'm, you're right. So I'm getting was, my years confused. Yeah. So, but but again, it, but I know it's a different era now. But at least they were challenged by an ACC team. So on the right day. So to your point, could they miss out in the college football playoff if they get upset by a Texas A&M or have a wrong day against a Syracuse and then a Miami or let's say Virginia Tech finds it or Virginia who seems to have a, a little kind of a, we saw this in the Belk Bowl against South Carolina, sometimes under Bronco Mendenhall, you know, Bronco Mendenhall's teams have been able to, you know, be funky over the years, whether it be BYU against Texas. It's going to have to take something quirky, but Clemson's going to the college football playoffs. Yeah, I have real trouble believing that. Now, I don't think they're going to be the same dominating Clemson team, and yes, their skill guys are still there and a year older and probably going to be a year better, but that replacing that defensive line, like, They've done me, it, though. That that broke the will. Like they of all things it. that happened to Alabama in that title game, Clemson broke their will to oh, play. Man, they so did. They beat the living hell out of them. I have made that mistake before, though, when they lost uh, Vic Beasley. Yeah, uh, but they Shaq haven't lost Lawson, that much all lost, at once. They, is part of it. They they've made wholesale changes. They it's. They're pretty good. They they reload that I thing in a big it. hurry. I just don't think it's going to be quite the dominating fashion. And but I they have a year to build it up. To your point, mm-hmm. and going to go full circle, when you don't have to reload 
by playing LSU. When you don't have to find you can yourself have some growing by pains and get you by can, with victories. You can have light scrimmages and get up to that point where by mid-November, everything's rocking and rolling and humming. And that's the difference between playing an ACC schedule and an SEC schedule. All right. So you, we both have clumsy winning made every, this. Not have made everybody mad. Everyone's going to yell at me now. And Ready then, for some ACC-styled Power 5? Let's do this. All right. Let's do this indeed. First question for you on this. Willie Taggart. Year two at Florida State. Last year, first time since 1976 that a Florida State team finished under 500. You can't do that. You can't go 35 years with a bowl and then miss out on one. Yeah, what's uh, what's fair to be considered progress this year? Eight in wins. Tallahassee. Still, eight wins. Here, here's the five problem. to eight. I, I, I dog the Willie Taggart hire only because if you're Florida State, you should get a guy who's won national championships before and he's never won a bowl, even coaching a bowl game. Okay, uh, but I will give him a huge break. Because you, if one thing new coaches cannot do is fix an offensive line right away. You saw this with Chip Kelly at UCLA. You saw this with Florida State. Jimbo Fisher's offensive line that he left was awful. You can do a lot of things with defense. You can do a lot of things with skill guys. You can't fix O-line. And I will get, cut Willie Taggart some slack and say that his O-line wasn't there. They're going to be better this year. I'm going to say seven wins, eight wins, definitely a little bit better. They play Boise State week one, neutral. Not Well, it's not right. Jacksonville. Like Jacksonville. Yeah. 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 How much on upset watch should they be for uh, the Broncos? Yeah. A dangerous game. Yeah, you got to win that one if you're Florida State. You can gotta... go south in a hurry if you don't. I mean, Louisiana Monroe's not going to scare you, but Virginia, that's a tough squad. Yes. Louisville, I'm not buying as much no. as you are, but NC State is a steady program at Clemson. Wake Forest is, I don't think they're You're Florida freaking State. Start the year. I Start agree. the year six and two at least. You would think, but it's a team that won five. Five games all last year. All right, yeah, I, I tend to be yeah, Florida State. I think they improve. I think their schedule is is helpful towards that, but I don't think it's any big time strides. I think it's a team that probably caps off of anything north of seven wins for that team, and I'll be pleasant and not pleasantly surprised. I'm not a Florida State fan, but I'll be surprised by it. Okay, you always call them the the, the relationship Notre Dame has with the ACC friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. This year's Notre Dame ACC schedule at Louisville Week One. They welcome Virginia September 28th. They play Virginia Tech at home in, in South Bend on November 2nd, at Duke on November 9th, and the ACC slate concludes with Boston College at Notre Dame on November 23rd. Of those five teams, at Louisville, in South Bend against Virginia, in South Bend against Virginia Tech, at Duke, and home against Boston College, which ACC team has the best chance to beat the Fighting I Irish? love Virginia. I, I This is a very strong team under Bronco Mendenhall. Bryce Perkins is a just a nasty quarterback. And Bronco Mendenhall is doing an f- amazing job. It was a weird fish-out-of-water type of hire. It just didn't seem like the right fit. And he, what he's been able to do with this program in just a few short years has been just outstanding. Uh, I think it's going to be Virginia. And I do think that they're gonna, they beat them. Yeah, I think that that's the one that if you're a Notre Dame observer, that's the one you got to be on upset watch for. Louisville doesn't uh, carry a whole heck of a lot. Virginia Tech be will be careful. better, but nothing I, special. Scott's, they, they've got talent. They, they Again, that's another team that didn't have lines. But Scott Satterfield is a hell of a head coach, yeah. and he's inheriting a whole lot. And the, you talk to Louisville people, and the mood is completely changed I there. I get that, but like, as much as football has changed in recent years, and it's exciting, and offenses are offensive and defensive lines, it's still if you don't have quality All right, so they're there. not losing to Louisville is what but you're saying. But I, I look at Virginia, it's, it's 
partly because Virginia, yes, they're a solid team, and I think that they'll be represented. Virginia the, Tech's good too. That's another team that they had, they had a rebuilding also year. The, also rebuilding the timing year. of it. Yeah. Notre Dame has Georgia at Georgia the week before. Win or lose that game, and it's going to be an emotional high or an emotional low that they're coming off of, and it's upset alert. I think the Irish should be on alert for that there on September 28th against Virginia, regardless of what happens the week before in Athens, Georgia. All right, question number three with you in the ACC this year. Boston College, in four of the last five years, they've won exactly seven games. <laughs> so they're going to win seven games you again. You check out their over-unders being set. I keep finding six or six and a half, then depending on which over. outlet. You never screw with a streak. How? <laughs> I mean, they've been consistent. Is Boston College primed to take any step? Or is that kind of like what the max Golden Eagles are as a seven-win squad? I kind of think that that's their max. It, it just... Remember, it kind of gets forgotten about now, but you remember game day was there late two no- years ago. No, last was year. It last, last year? year, they went in. It was late November uh, where they played Clemson, and then they got guys got hurt right away. And Clemson, oh, it was yeah, kind of a, didn't move the Clemson ball at didn't, all. Clemson played poorly, and they still won something you know easily. And I think Boston College quarterback got yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Brown got knocked down. I knocked out, but uh, so seven and six. How are they not going to go seven and six? It's Boston College. Yeah, right. I mean, you look at. At Virginia Tech, tough game to open up with, but you have Richmond, Kansas, at Rutgers, and Wake Forest, and at Louisville. That should be a team that's sitting at five at one. Yeah, you would By so- the time October fifth comes around, they should be sitting at night and being like, "At worst, we're five and one." It's the rest of it that uh, North you know, Carolina t- State, you Clemson, know, Syracuse, Florida have- State, Notre Dame, Pitt. It gets tougher and in a hurry. I have for Boston three College, guys but- who tweet at me, ain't, who hate, who are Boston College fans who hate Steve Adazio because he can't take the program to another level, forgetting that there were like there's like a year where they didn't beat like an ACC team for like like ten years in a row. I'm mm-hmm. exaggerating. It was like a year and a half. Yeah, they were brutal there for was, a while post Matt Ryan. But, and he's been pretty. Get, this program's been steadily okay without having a whole lot of talent. They're going to bowl games. They're competing. They're being interesting, and they're going to go seven and six. Yeah, I think that seven and six is. And they're going to play a as, bowl game this year. As long their as bowl their bowl game will game not get canceled this year. That was one of the most. Last year was perfect for for just ridiculous bowl situations <laughs> between the Cheez It Bowl, that was perhaps the worst bowl game ever played. It's Andy actually the for, worst thing that's ever happened. Is that I, I I kind of want to just do a documentary on. <laughs> the the, the Cheez It Bowl that was the 2018 Cheez It Bowl because it was unbelievably, it was a train wreck you couldn't take your eyes off of. Then you have the first responder bowl that people are coming all the way from eh. Boise State to. But to they did, though. And watch. There was like five people. I understand who were that, but if one trip. person did it, somebody did it, and it's absurd, and then it gets canceled just if moments. only if only the greater Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex had a oh, oh I don't know like an God. indoor stadium that they could have played a game in yeah perhaps you know craziness that uh, that would have involved all right question number four number four with you Bryce Perkins quarterback at Virginia you well, referenced of why you liked Virginia as the best team or the, the team with the best chance to beat Notre Dame of ACC teams this year you rank all your quarterbacks in college football where does he fall on the list in uh, the list of all co- he's top I'm just gonna say top twenty, not you know. Top twenty is where you're. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Not top ten. Uh, no, no, no. Not, not top ten. No, we're, we're living. Look at just just off the top of my head. Let's go, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence Trevor Tua Lawrence, Tua, Jake Fromm, uh, uh, Herbert. Justin Herbert, uh, Adrian Martinez. Do it for you, or is yeah, not enough proven it's, yet? It's not proven enough yet. I'm a Kelly Bryant. You're a guy. Jalen Hurts guy. I'm a J- Jalen Hurts. Absolutely, it's. Yeah, they're not top ten, but 
he's a, he's a top 20 quarterback. He's a good all-around playmaker. And for this team and this offense, uh, he's fantastic. Again, I, it, Virginia's probably the second-best team in the ACC this year, and he's a big part of it. Yeah, I look at it, and I, I have him knocking on the door being a top 10 quarterback in this entire country. I don't know. I mean, That's pretty heady stuff. There's a lot of good NFL talents out there. Yeah, but I think he's right there with it. All right, okay. I I, I, I like a Bryce Perkins. Yeah, you do. Tate Martell, the transfer from Ohio State. Um, I had someone tell me earlier this week who has coach's eyes but didn't want to be named that he looked like garbage to him. Supposed to be the star transfer from Ohio State. You look at Miami. Is it going to be to Martell? Is it going to be Perry that starts week zero again (sighs) against Florida? And then, barring injury, will that same quarterback be starting for them by the time they uh, play Virginia Tech the first I week of am, October? I'm in love with this Florida team. Uh, so whoever it is, I think it's going to be a world of pain in this opening game for them. I think the Florida defense shuts down this Hurricane offense. Uh, you're right. Martell, has, he's been inconsistent, which has been the problem. So my wishy-washy answer is going to be, I think he plays. I don't think he does anything. I see. We see. I think we see Perry against Florida, and he's not going to do much of anything either. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of the way I see it. From all the reports based out of Miami lately, it's kind of been Perry. Oh, Perry's been showing more. But... He was a big-time get. He was, a, he was a nice talent for the program. Yeah, and Martell comes in with a huge name and the big transfer in Miami's program. So and the to be Miami cheerleader girlfriend. Uh, yeah, that it, it, tends to work for, for your, life, for, too. Yeah, for you Google search people, that's... Uh, so ACC, that's kind of the way we see it going so this whatever, season. So whatever, Clemson's going to win the ACC. Yeah, Clemson's going to win the ACC. Is just fighting it's not going to be particularly yeah. close, and Clemson's not going to be as good as last year, despite some of their star players being a year older and returning. For Pete Futek, I'm Nick Shepkowski. That's been our uh, discussion on the ACC, how it compares to the SEC, and God knows what else happens there. Thanks for listening to the College Football News Podcast.